so um, I don't actually do an intro live, so it's always really awkward to start. Is that the start there? <laughs> Just is it. That's right. the start of the. You're <laughs> going. <laughs> What's going on guys, my name is Alden Hero and welcome to episode 74 of the Midnight Hour. Just a heads up, this is the last episode for two weeks. We'll be returning with a Christmas special, hopefully, and that will be on the 23rd of December. But until then, we're going to be taking a little bit of a break because I'm going on holidays and I can't quite commit to the podcast. But I think we've had... 13 episodes I think this will be the 14th episode in 12 weeks so that's some damn good going and I think that deserves a like anyway this episode is about video games we're going to be talking about video games we played as a kid favorite moments from video games annoying things that creep up consistently in video games and our favorite games of all time favorite characters how gaming makes us rage all of those fun topics because Let's face it, I have been a gaming channel for as long as I have been a YouTube channel and I can't believe I've never really touched this topic before. I know I have done uh, one episode about nostalgia and how that ties into video games and stuff like that. But anyway, uh, on this episode I am joined by Impolite Skeptic and Nepenthes making his Midnight Hour debut and I think that definitely deserves a like. Anyway, if you want to discuss the episode, check out the Midnight Hour subreddit. The link will be in the description, or you can go to midnighthour slash r slash... Nope, that's wrong. Reddit.com slash r slash midnight hour. You can check out the SoundCloud link, which will be in the description. If you want to download the podcast, you can go to iTunes, you can go to Podbean, you can... Go directly to the SoundCloud link and download it from there as long as you are on a computer. I will also leave a link in the description to the page where you go if you want to buy Midnight Hour merchandise because we finally have it. We've got mugs, we've got t-shirts, hoodies, clocks, iPhone covers, Android covers, laptop covers, rugs, shower curtains, duvet covers, everything. The link will be there. Go and check it out. I will talk to you a little bit more about that later on, but all the links will be in the description. Check them all out there and enjoy the episode. Peace. Power in the verse can stop me. Introduce you guys then. Um, I'm joined today by Natu or Impolite Skeptic. Hey guys. That's a, that's a great name by the way. Thank you. Which one, Natu or Impolite Skeptic? <laughs> like, actually both of them. Yeah, but yeah. We, we had discussed before you joined the call that we're going to call you Imp from now on. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm absolutely fine with that. I think it's a good Okay, name. I'm going to have to think of something else then. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm also joined by, let me see my notes, N-E-Pendazy? Is that how you pronounce it? I mean, it's better than most. <laughs> it is better than most. That's genuinely how I thought you pronounced it for like five years. 
that's untrue, because... Despite his video <laughs> intros. Well, I knew him way before YouTube, so... To oh. me, he was always a name on a forum, and I was like, the Z is a capital. There's got to be some significance there in relation to the pronunciation, right? It, it's probably... it just wasn't. <laughs> no. It just looked cool, and that's, that's what all the kids were doing back then. They were just putting <laughs> random capital letters at either like the middle or the end of their names. Can you think of one other example of someone doing that? Phase do it. Ah, damn it. I hate it when people think of examples of stuff when I... <laughs> Um, but yeah, it is a it is a great name, Nepenthes, and thank you very much. Um, I've always been wildly confused and frustrated in my attempts to pronounce it until the very first time we spoke, and I was like, "So what's that fucking name all about?" And you were like, "Nepenthes," and I was like, "Yeah, that's what I thought it was, but it's not what I thought it was at all. That was a vicious lie. I thought it was any Pentheses." <laughs> I don't even remember how we started talking. Um, it was on Modern Warfare Two. Um, was it through Jack Brown? I don't think it was through Jack Brown. I think it was. I think it was that I was on Call of Duty with Ty and Jack Brown and some others, and then they all left, and it was like me and some randomer that I never really spoke to, and I think he knew you, and then you joined, and I was like, oh shit, it's the guy who got like twenty thousand goals with fucking Andrew Smiley. Yeah. <laughs> it was like three thousand one hundred and sixty-nine, but I'm not remembering or counting. <laughs> <laughs> this was on the, the infamous FMO8 knock Breda save. Yeah, that was actually the the like the start of my uh, meteoric rise in social media, wasn't it? It was because when you were when you had like ten thousand YouTube subscribers and you went on on Google and typed in Nepenthes, the first thing that came up was not FIFA nor YouTube. It was knock Breda <laughs> and then FM, <laughs> which is uh which is wonderfully nerdy, but um yeah. I remember on that Football Manager forum, anytime anyone mentioned something about record-breaking things, you would just turn up and be like, whoa, check my stats. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, I did used to do that, because why the hell not? Do you know what I mean? Like, it was an amazing achievement. Yeah. It was so amazing an achievement that I continued playing that save throughout FM09 and FM10. <laughs> I just carried on with the FM08 save because I was so impressed with myself and how well I was doing. Did you get, like, a Nakabreda jersey? or No, you tried to get no, one, didn't you? Yeah, never, never got one in the end. Yeah. So if there's any listener out there that lives near Nakabreda, I would love a jersey. I would obviously pay for it through uh, sexual favours, but... <laughs> <laughs> yes, the only known form of currency that we have available to us as people. Um, anyway, we're here to talk about video games, which, is, which is a Yay. good segue from talking about video games. So yeah, I don't know how we're gonna con- like transition into that. Yeah, it's, it's a tough one. I guess considering the first question that I have is, what's the video game you played most as a kid? I think we're all Football Manager players here, aren't we? No. Yes. <laughs> Why did you say no, you dickhead? <laughs> because I mean, I did. I mean, we are all Foot Manager players, although I haven't played Foot Manager in a long time. But the, I, I don't know what the game I played most as a kid was. But the game I remember spending the most hours of my life on was probably Civilization Four. Ah, uh, Civilization Four. I never played it, but I did have Colonization, which I think was a spin-off of the Civ yeah. games. Um, I quite liked it, and. I was a huge Age of Empires player, so that might be mine. I'm not too sure. I'm pretty sure I've racked up hundreds of hours on Football Manager. 
comfortably, so that's probably going to be the one I've played the most. I've racked up hundreds of hours on Football Manager 17, and that's only out two weeks. <laughs> that's that's actually untrue, I haven't bought it, but I do have like 300 hours on Football Manager 16, and I consider myself to be a person that doesn't even like that game that much, so I don't know what that says about that game's addictiveness, but it's crazy. Alright, next question. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. Still got 20 minutes. <laughs> The um one another game I can recall like really playing into the ground was uh, Need for Speed Underground. I, I think oh, that's why I said into the ground because I've never really used that expression for anything before. But uh, Need for Speed Underground, I played and completed with like every car. I played like all my friends all the time, knew all the songs on the soundtrack off by heart, that kind of thing. Yeah, I loved, loved a bit of Need for Speed. Yeah. The customization of the cars was always very good. Mm. Nah, it was amazing. I remember having Need for Speed on GameCube. Oh, the GameCube. How, how do you remember that? You was like two. <laughs> because I had a GameCube. <laughs> right, that, that, that makes sense. What are you going to do when you're in the womb, you know? you gotta you got to have a games console. <laughs> um... What about Crash Bandicoot? How did you guys play that? I, 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 yes. I did play it. I hate games like Crash Bandicoot. And what's the other one like Ratchet and Clank or whatever? That like no, I just don't okay. like games like that. Tomb Raider can't stand it. I played it, but never a fan. Is it what? What is it that you don't like? Is it the um like the obstacles or? I, I honestly don't know. I, I tell you what, I enjoy watching people play games like that more than I enjoy playing games like that. Like, I love Chris Moo's playthroughs of games like that, but I would never, ever sit down and play it myself. Yeah, there is definitely something there. I love watching him playing any game at all. But, yeah. Um, I downloaded Crash Bandicoot, I think, what was it, uh, three years ago, and started playing it on the PS3, and you can't... There's no analog stick on the PS1, so like that you can't use the analog stick, so you have to use the four arrows on the PlayStation controller. Oh, yeah. oh. And that hurts like fuck. <laughs> I don't know how we did that as kids for so fucking long. I, I just for, just for the listeners out there today, right here, right now, he's not actually saying tree. I know if I know it sounds like he's saying tree, he's actually <laughs> saying three. This is my podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there has to be a disclaimer at the start of everyone. <laughs> there already is. What do you think the intro is for? <laughs> well, I didn't hear you say anything about three and tree, you know. has to be in there. What about free, though? That's, that's yeah, well, that's, that's exactly right. <laughs> it's not. I'm not getting into this argument again. <laughs> <laughs> What I was going to say about Crash Bandicoot was, um, apart from the buttons being so annoying and painful to actually use, one thing about it that didn't really age well for me was, you know, those levels where you're running around, you have to, like, dodge things or jump over things, or there's a thing moving and you have to jump over another thing that's moving? I actually hate that. I'm pretty sure that. you've just described every level of Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> yeah, okay, I did, I did, I did. That's true. <laughs> you know, I remember, I remember playing games like... Um, uh, track and field, international track and field, yeah, and just getting the biggest blister on my thumb because I wasn't the kid that put a sock over his thumb as he, like, rapidly bounced between A and B or X and O. Uh, I just, like, I hate I hate games that made kids do that. It's ruined <laughs> part of my childhood. There's a, there's a level on Metal Gear Solid where you have to beat the torture. You're getting tortured and you have to survive, and to do it you have to hold down square as hard as possible, right? And, like, this game came out when I was... Uh, eight maybe maybe I was even seven I don't know but I had played and completed that game on every level by the time I was like 12 
And when I was 13, I realized that you can beat the torture really easily by just using a pen and moving it up and down on the stick. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally double-jointed in one hand because of that game. And you could have used a pen this whole time. And now you've just said the sock thing. I didn't know that you could do that either. So, um, no. Well, but actually, some people got like batteries as well and put batteries in a sock and then just rub the batteries between the two, uh, the two buttons. Kind of defeats the purpose, doesn't it? It does a little bit, yeah. Yeah, what do you guys think about cheating in video games? Like, did you do that a lot to beat levels, or did you frown upon it? Where's this coming from? Who's been talking to you? I don't cheat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think this, like, in this era, because it's more about online or at least, like, PvP environments, yeah. there's no real cheating other than buying illegitimately currency, and it's more about actually exploiting game mechanics that are broken rather than yeah. cheating yeah completely agree yeah I, I think that's a good thing too um just i remember like trying to beat san andreas with my cousin and uh we we're we we're like this was i think we were like 13 or something and we were staying up like all night on weekends because back then you could do that and survive and um I, I remember I went down to like get popcorn or get a drink or something and came back up to find him and his player had a jetpack on flying across half the map. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? And he ran. I was like, no, not like this. What did you say? I never actually, I never actually managed to uh, get through San Andreas in my young age. I just ended up giving up at one level. Yeah, I never, um, I never got like a hundred percent, but I did complete the story mode. See, I didn't, me... I didn't even get that far. <laughs> games like San Andreas were those that I I, I started with every intention to 100% the game yeah. and would get about 7% through realise I have absolutely no idea where all those stupid little things that you have to collect are and just start yeah. shooting people and that was that <laughs> yeah the, the thing about cheating for me was uh, on Age of Empires when you could just type in pepperoni pizza and it gave you a thousand food or like reveal map or like you know, things to just beat the level there and then. And once I learned that, my idiot child mind could not appreciate the fucking self-satisfaction you get when you actually beat the computer. And so it basically ruined gaming for me. So um, I'm glad we don't have cheats anymore. Because yeah. I mean, there still are games with cheats, but it's just... No, like now, it's just like no one cares now. Like, oh, well done, you cheated. Well, I'm level seventeen thousand on like PvP. What about you? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's like if if anything, like you're you're almost expected to cheat against the AI just so that you can get to the the, the competitive or the the online scene quicker. Yeah, that's right. Or like, there used to be like a whole industry in like action replay cheats where you put this disc in and it basically oh, yeah. hacks the game and you could like access all this cool shit like easily by just enabling it in the game menu and mm. i used to think those were really cool and like if i got my hands on that now it would it would ruin all the games for me but cause... You, you know what's crazy about most cheats like literally a lot of cheats were like you know like you say type in pepperoni like they they have put that in the game <laughs> They do it to test the game, though. Then That's... take it out afterwards. Yeah, that, that is cool. something that Disable they should. It. <laughs> they should have definitely done that. Remember those those fucking hotlines at the back of like game magazines that were like, "Oh, tips on this game. Call this number in the UK for seven ninety nine a minute and stuff <laughs> like that." I never called one, but I did know a guy who did and said that they were utterly useless. But that I whole industry's like... gone, you know. 
I feel like you've created this guy as a means of expressing yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I knew, I knew this guy once. Oh, we'll, we'll get to we'll get to that. I do Nef know a lot of guys. Nev know knows loads of men. I do know a lot of men. And and that's even even more now compared to when the joke first originated. I know even more men now. It's so funny how immature you have to be to find it really funny that someone says, I know loads of men without any context or anything and you're just like, Well, gay <laughs> I don't even remember the context it was used in, but it's definitely relevant. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember either. Nah. Um, any other video games that you feel like talking about? I think Football Manager for me was probably just the most addictive game. Like, you know, you would fake sick days from school just to just to see how that new tactic you thought of would play out and stuff like that. I, I'd, I'd say no game has got a hold on me more than that one over the years. Were you guys very much into Pokemon games when you were young? No, 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 I wasn't either. I had, um, I had one of them on the Game Boy for like a week and then I gave it to my cousin even though it was immensely fun I just it, it really did not fare well against console gaming for me like I was always about the console I just I don't know Game Boy games just never really resonated with me they didn't you know, do it really. what's interesting about the difference between console and now PC is that when I was younger it was also just console games and I like you know the PC Master Race I just you know I just wanted this to happen every now and then just yeah. give them a little sat you know pretending like their games are so much their games are so much better like yeah. I have transitioned that the only game I play on console now is FIFA everything else I play is on PC the the only thing about PC gaming is that um, I was never like particularly wealthy as a kid or anything, so the PC we had was always like, I mean, it, like it was a good PC to do a lot of things, but it wasn't quite at the level where you could comfortably load up a, a really high-powered game. So like, getting a PC game for me was kind of just a curse because you'd put it in and you realize that you have to learn how to fucking forward ports and install yeah. new drivers and download some software that makes Bing your fucking homepage and <laughs> default search engine and shit like that. And it just drove me up the fucking wall because, like, in, in my mind, I had a disc in my hand and I put it into the computer and it didn't work. And I went online and people were like, yeah, no, you just need to install these two drivers and then forward the ports, that's all. And I was like, what does any of that mean? Why don't you just have a game that works when you put it into the computer? I don't understand. I was like, so bemused as to how people were comfortable with that. Oh yeah, no, it doesn't work when you take it out of the box. You need to do a bunch of other annoying shit. I was like, nope, not having that. And then I realized when I got older that that's actually not the case when you have a computer that isn't from the 19th century. And, uh... I don't know. The only PC game I play is Age of Empires 2, but my computer is really good, as Nepenthes will tell you, because he paid for it. Oh, yeah. That's really old <laughs> PC now, then, to be fair. Yeah, but it's it's still good. You know. You can buy me a newer one if you want, but I'm quite happy with it. <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But... <laughs> the only uh, PC game that I really like sort of got into over the long term was one quite recently, which is just League of Legends. But other than yeah. that, really, uh, yeah. I, I, I played League of Legends for a long time. I got, like, heavily addicted to it to the point where it was, like, it was detrimental to my YouTube career, and that wasn't good enough. So I kind of, like, I just, like, deleted it from my computer and then started playing Diablo, and I absolutely love Diablo. But League is, like, League's one of those games where it's, it's unbelievably frustrating because it's always your team's fault because they never share the same vision of how you want the game to play. 
Mm. But at the same time, it's so incredibly addictive because it's, I don't know. It's, I don't even know why it's addictive. I just you always want to better yourself. Yeah, I think Age of Empires two does that for me. Um, it's not nearly as addictive to me as League of Legends was to you, and I can attest <laughs> to how much it harmed your career. <laughs> but um, Age of Empires two is one of those games where, like, I I have a really regimented, tightly regimented sleep pattern at the moment because I just have to for the actual betterment of myself as a person. I need more sleep, so like I'll like kind of get into bed at like half ten. But Age of Empires is the kind of game where it's half eleven, and I'm like, ah, one more game. And the games last like an hour and a half, so it's, you know, it's terrible, but it's the best game in the world. It's like 17 years old, and it still has me staying up on work nights to fucking beat some guy in Japan. At, and I, I just, no other game has ever given me that sort of conquest ambition or something. I'm guessing League of Legends is a similar thing. I never played it, but I've seen people play it. I know the kind of game that it is. What kind of game yeah. is it? It's a game for nerds and virgins. <laughs> um, you nailed on the head there. <laughs> um, yeah, so what are your favorite moments from video games, if you can think of any offhand? It's actually a really hard thing to do. Well, I've got a lot of uh, big moments from video games, like when I won the, the Gfinity tournament at the back end of FIFA 15. That was fun. Was that when you got the giant check? Yeah, I, I just always will remember that giant check. It's brilliant. You brought it on the, the tube, didn't you? Yeah, it was fantastic. It was a great day for everyone involved. <laughs> My favourite thing about that anecdote is that I think I was at your house like two weeks before that or something, and I was like, can I get the tube to... what? Or, I was like, what way do I get like the central line to bank and then get off onto the north or something like that? And you were like... Don't know, dude, haven't got the tube in like five years. <laughs> I was like, alright, damn, Nep really hates the tube. And then two days later, you're there with this fucking giant check on the tube. Look how that worked out. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was fun. But I don't know, one of the, like, for me, like, gaming was all, always, ha- always was, and it still is to this day, about, like, connecting with friends. Like, it's easier now because you play games online and you talk online and you can do it, like, a little bit, like, I just, a lot easier. But I always just loved going to, you know, Gary down, and his name was actually Gary, and he did live down the road. Gary down the road's house and playing games with him on a Saturday morning. Just, just love that. Gary Ware was his name. Gary Ware. If you're watching, <laughs> Gary Ware, your mum made a fantastic sandwich. And his address was 256. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just side note, I feel like you went out of the way to prove that you had friends as a kid there. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, life was hard growing up in, uh, in New Addington, you know? All I took from that story was, I had a friend, see, this is his full name. Um, yeah, playing games with people was great. I remember remember the Lord of the Rings game, it was like some epic battle game, and you could play oh. a co-op game. <laughs> Good I don't, podcast. I don't, I don't remember that, I never played it. No. <laughs> okay, well, Nap hasn't heard of it, so we'll talk about something else. Anyway, co-op games were really fun, uh, not least of all, the likes of FIFA with, you know, two controllers and two people playing each other and one of them not being that good but still winning because of FIFA bullshit. It even existed back in those days. <laughs> Don't even uh, get me started on FIFA. Literally just before I jumped on this, I was playing FIFA and just I can't do it anymore. Now we really? know why you're late. Did you play in the weekend league? <laughs> 
No, nah, literally, I, I've given up with Ultimate Team. I just play oh, divisions man. every now and again. Ultimate Team just gets me too. It just makes me sad. Yeah, yeah. It has that effect on a lot of people. Yeah. Um, one of the, I think the best moment you can get from any game, at least in my childhood, was just completing it. I don't really get that anymore. I don't really care anymore when I complete a game. Well, I, have, I have an obsession of not completing things, mostly TV series, and I, I, I've nailed it down to two things. Number one, it, the characters and the story didn't develop the way I anticipated they would, so I just lose interest. Or number two, I don't want my vision of me in that fantasy world to end, and I feel that with gaming as well. Like I never complete games because I never want it to be an end. That's I've never heard of anyone no, doing that, that is, before. Wow. Yeah. See, personally, I like completing games. <laughs> it's fun sometimes, <laughs> you know, to come to the end and <laughs> the natural course of the game, you know. Yeah, but then, like, it. then you yeah, then like, the, like when, like, even when I watch Chris Smooth like play playthroughs and he gets to the end, I'm I'm genuinely a little disheartened. I'm sad. I'm like, okay, well, that's out of my life forever. When he finished that Last of Us playthrough, I was genuinely broken. <laughs> Didn't you just want it to be like they like they needed to de- DLC or just extend the game or play it again, like do something like? Yeah, and they did bring end. out DLC as well, and he he commented on that, and then that went too quick. It was horrible. <laughs> oh man, that series was so damn good. We used to watch that in the same room at the same time, <laughs> but like, oh man, but on was... different computers. Though. Yeah, but on different computers because we were at different episodes and shit, <laughs> and like we talked about it as if it was an actual TV show. Like at ten o'clock in the morning. Yeah. yeah. Before, Before we, we went to bed. bed. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like the dream. Yeah, it, it really it was. wasn't. No, you might say it was. It wasn't. There is nothing worse than going to bed at like midday every day and getting up when it's like eight p.m. and just missing everything in life. My absolute favorite thing that's ever happened to me in my entire life, and I do not say that lightly, was when me and Nep had the most broken broken sleeping pattern ever. I think I, we were going to bed at like half twelve in the afternoon. Oh my god! And we we every single day we were like, all right, look, we're gonna just we're gonna stay up. We're going to get food, going to get some energy drinks. We'll just stay up and then we'll crash at about nine o'clock. That sounds good. And we're like, yeah. And then so several days of not doing that occurred. And then the actual day we did it, we stayed up till I think it was like half nine. And we we're like, all right, it's time to crash. And then I got up the next morning at like half eight and I felt fucking brand new. I was so happy. And I was like, ah, this is great. I'm going to play my video games. Nep will be up soon. And then Nep didn't get up. And then Nep's girlfriend went to work and then... Nep still didn't get up. And I was like, Maybe Nep just went to work with her. That's all I can think. Of. Anyway, I'll just keep doing my thing. At half past four, oh Nep God. got up and I was like, "What the fuck?" And he was like, "I don't know. I just slept for like twenty hours." <laughs> Sometimes you just need to sleep, you know. Interestingly enough, sleep. if I'd actually slept for twenty hours when I normally went to bed at like half twelve in the afternoon, I would have woken up at a reasonable yeah. time. <laughs> the one time you choose to do that. <laughs> Oh, I can't believe that happened. And that's like no word of an exaggeration. Like that is exactly how it happened. My, I don't know why my sleep pattern. Like I, through gaming a lot now, but through like just like the jobs I've had growing up. But like I've always been a person that's all like gone to bed at like one, two, three o'clock in the morning and got up at like you know nine, ten, eleven, twelve in the afternoon. And when people like like you're saying, they're like, oh, you have to go and get into bed at half ten. I'm like, sometimes the football hasn't even finished. Like that's yeah. too early. Do you know yeah. what I mean? 
it, it is actually horrible. Like in some ways, it just feels like I'm not liberated in some way. Like I don't know, just having to get up at a specific time to go to work, it just takes the piss. Like I, I don't know, there's something about it that feels so dehumanizing or something. And then I get really angry about it, and then I'm like, well, look, I'm literally one of the luckiest people that's ever lived to be alive at this time and have a stable job and, an in- and like, all that stuff. And then I'm like, okay, back to reality. But, like, on that sort of childlike gamer-me level, I'm like, this is just fucking bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Why can't I just play Football Manager and then go into work at 4 o'clock? Like, <laughs> it's stupid, goddammit. But, what, um... what do you do, uh, Natu? Uh, I'm at university, ruining my life by staying up with my friends and playing football manager. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, enjoy it while you can, because soon <laughs> you're going to be another slave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's my last year, so, you know, I'm making the most of it by ruining it, playing football manager. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that's pretty much what we all did during that time. So. I mean, I didn't even go to university, I just stayed at home and played football manager. I didn't even go to university, <laughs> yeah. just skip that bit altogether. <laughs> yep, same. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't need all... a degree to be a famous podcaster, kids. <laughs> you can all take solace in the fact that we ruined our lives playing football manager, though. But did we ruin them or did we make them? That's the. Like, what I love about Football Manager, and this ties into the favorite moments question, is that every single Football Manager player has a story. Like, They've all grown some disproportionate level of affection for a generated character in the game that they brought to all their clubs that they managed. Like, I don't know. uh, I know that Misael Banco from my FM16 season, like, doesn't exist in real life. But I'm still somehow tempted to buy a Real Madrid jersey with his name on the back of it. And I don't know how you explain that in rational terms to a person. Like, it's really weird. I, I hate I, the fact that you can't be your yourself in Football Manager. Like, you can use the editor and get yourself in there, but, like, I think every game should have the ability for you to implement you into the game. Yeah, I, there are some games that do a really good job of making it very obvious that the guy in the game is supposed to be you. Like, mm. in Metal Gear Solid 2, when you take over as Raiden... Like, he's this really nerdy guy who's just... Like, he's so uncool and stuff. And there's constant references to how much video games he plays. And it's a really, like, meta way of Hideo Kojima saying, so this is you, and you should be angry at this nerd being in the game that he's not Solid Snake, because you're not Solid Snake. You don't get to be the cool guy all the time. You have to be this nerd, and you have to become the cool guy. And that's a real fucking mindfuck when you actually realize that that's what's happening. And then you're like, yeah, I'm actually not really cool. And I am not represented in video games at all. So, I don't know. I think um, to make yourself in the game, like, how would you even go about doing it in something like Football Manager? Because you would just obviously make all your stats. Yeah, you you would just be the next wonder kid. That is all there is to it. You are the next best thing in world football. Did you guys uh, ever... Like, I didn't think this was a real thing, but on Football Manager, you can actually have a son. Yeah, yeah. you can. Yeah, I had one, and he was just really fucking awful, so I just <laughs> let him rot in the reserves for his whole <laughs> career. See, I, I never had one, and I tried reloading so many times to get one, Same. because I, yeah. I had the mentality of, okay, so if I get him, no matter how bad he is, he is going to be the star man. We're building the team around him, and he's going to yeah. just be that guy that takes us to, you know, stardom. 
at Arsenal, of course. And but, uh, yeah, just you just never had it. Never had a son, and then true to life, had a daughter. So how about that? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I I had my son, and he had uh, half a star of potential. So <laughs> half a star, if you know, depending on what scale, that could be really, really good. Yeah, yeah I, I, I was the Arsenal manager, and half a star just wasn't quite cutting it. He could have ripped the conference in half if you. He could have, but unfortunately, he spent his career rotting in the reserves. <laughs> <laughs> I had like, I, I I never got a son despite I used to always reload the game on the day where the new yeah uh, the region day yeah. yeah yeah. And uh, never got a son. I, I think the odds are like one in ten thousand or something. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And, and lo and behold, my son was awful. <laughs> okay, you're so angry about this. I'm so bitter because I imagine like you, you're just playing football manager. You hear that you can have a son. It's intake day. You see a guy with the same last name as you. You go ahead and click him, and he's awful. <laughs> and he's that's, that's, that's... That's where I'd be straight in the editor. I'd be like, yeah, he's good. I used to, like, if there was players who I got along well with, or just players who I liked, even though their stats were not very good, I would play them against shit teams just to pad their stats. So, like, at one point, I think I bought Aiden McGeady for Real Madrid on FM07, and, like, he had, like, 17 goals in, like, 24 games, because I played him in all the cup games against the lower (laughs) league teams, and like <laughs> against all the shit teams in La Liga and stuff. And in a weird way that made me happy. So I don't understand football manager. Like you're literally looking at a fucking spreadsheet. But it's so fulfilling in some way. I don't, it's I don't know. Yeah. I I don't know. I think I guess it's just cuz football is <laughs> what it is today. It's just I don't know the idea of being a manager like with it being in the media and all this shit now. Like managers are characters in some ways. Like, look at Jose Mourinho. You like love him or hate him, and I guess some people just want to be able to be that in a game. Yeah, yeah. I I love doing that in Football Manager when you get like, oh, this manager had some words to say, and you can reply with like, yeah, well, he's a cunt or whatever. Yeah, like. yeah, literally all the time. <laughs> yeah. And then the, the, in the in the press the next day, it will be like, insert name here burst out into expletives in saying yeah. Jose <laughs> yeah. Mourinho you're a fucking cunt <laughs> and you know what he wasn't wrong um <laughs> Hey guys, real quick, uh, hope you're enjoying the episode, for starters. Uh, the song that played at the start is Old Dogs by Reviver, that's R-V-I-V-R. I've played them on the podcast before, I'll link their video to that song they don't have a video to that song just check out the band they're called RVIVR uh, this song that's playing in this interlude is Video Games by Gusabian I picked it because I think the title Video Games reminds me of something <laughs> yeah no I picked it obviously because of the title it's a cover of the Lana Del Rey song because 
I like Lana Del Rey and I like Kasabian. I I think the cover is not really as good as the original, but you know what? The original has copyrighted content on it and the cover doesn't. So what are you going to do? Um, I just wanted to say in relation to the merchandise in the link, if um, if you have any questions or if you're wondering, I, I never know with stuff like this where people fall, like what they think about someone saying, check out my t-shirts and buy them. Um, the website is called Society6. It's not dodgy or anything like that. It is, in fact, the website where I buy pretty much all my clothes from. Um, if you go back and look at any of my vlogs or any of my Instagram posts or things like that, the t-shirts that I'm wearing or the hoodies that I'm wearing are... I'd say about 90% likely to have been bought from that website. And that is the reason it took me so long to actually get Midnight Hour t-shirts up. It's the reason that it took me so long to... It, it's basically that I just want people to have good quality stuff. And all the clothes that you buy from there are American apparel. So you know that they're definitely good quality. For full disclosure, I earn 10% of every sale that's on there. So um, it's not a lot of money. I didn't do this for the money I don't even care about the money i just want people to have high quality midnight hour clothes because to be honest it's way more of an ego boost for me to have actual humans on the planet wearing a t-shirt from my podcast than it is to have the two dollars in my pocket so um if you do want to buy anything like I recommend it and not because it's anything to do with me but because the quality is genuinely really really high with those stuff and it's a website that I have literally given hundreds of dollars for their clothes so that's why I went with that website and they were designed by Simon from Bucket Rocket Gaming um, he's the guy who came up with the logo he's the guy who fit the design into all of the products that you see on the website and he is also the guy who came up with this topic and he couldn't make it he had um he had a he had to drop out for personal reasons um and I'm really gutted because I really wanted him to be on this podcast he was literally the inspiration for it but um it wasn't to be and we will readdress this topic when he is available and that's totally cool but I couldn't wait for him because, like, ordinarily I'd shelve a topic like that, but I couldn't because I was going on holidays. But anyway, um, I just wanted to make that point about the thing in the description about the merchandise. So um, go and buy it because it's awesome. Don't do it because I need the money or anything like that. So anyway, back to the podcast, which, by the way, is one of my favorites that we've done in a long, long time, and I really hope that you guys agree. And if you do, hey, leave a like or a review or a rating or a repost or all of that stuff. Enjoy the it's you, it's you, it's all for you Everything I do, I tell you all the time Heaven is a place on earth with you Tell me all the things you want to do I let you like the bad girls, honey Is that true? It's better than I ever even knew They say that the world was built for two So the next question is, what are the most annoying things in games? And this could tie in nicely to like game rage, which is a real thing. I used to live with a guy who used to get super mad. <laughs> Can't at games. That would be. There is not <laughs> an annoying thing in games. There are annoying people that play games. The things yeah. that like, like I disagree. You know, 
Mm, no, like there are, there are there are frustrating things in games. There are things that shouldn't be there in games. There are glitches and bugs in yeah, games. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. Yeah, but the people that abuse those to make your life worse, they are the annoying things. <laughs> but the funny thing is that you do that more than any person I've ever known. Yeah, but I, I yeah, but I'm on my side of it. Yeah, so I, yeah, you know exactly. I, mean? I, don't, <laughs> I don't see them getting angry, so I don't care about those people. I care about me and when I get angry. <laughs> and when you get angry, shit gets real. I, I, I never get mad at people. Really? Yeah. It just okay. makes me sad now. FIFA yeah, just it, makes me sad. It genuinely gets me down. Like, I actually go into the... I, I come out of the game with, like, just less serotonin in my brain than I had when I went into it. Like, I yeah. just... It makes me... I don't know. There's so many things about it. Like, you say there's no annoying things in games, but... In FIFA, that thing where you pass the ball back or it ricochets off you or, or whatever, and the ball is going out for a corner kick, okay? That's oh happening. Oh, my goodness, yeah. Right, and you hold down the triangle button, oh and the, the keeper comes out, and he hoddles towards the ball <laughs> in the weirdest-looking maneuver I've ever seen, doing an impression of a crab, and makes no effort to keep it in play, and walks over purely to watch it go out of play, and you can see the corner. And that has happened for three FIFA games in a row, and I just cannot. It, it Every single time I'm screaming at the TV, and I just cannot get over the fact that they haven't fucking fixed that. I can't. Like, it has ruined the game for me. And that's one thing in FIFA, apart from, like, the ball defaulting to the offside player or that no, no, bullshit. not there anymore, to be fair. But, but that, and that's the thing, like, bugs are bugs. Like, every game has bugs, but, like, the difference is in, in like, COD, you don't know if there's a bug so much as you do in FIFA because if in COD, if, like, somebody shoots you three times and that third bullet was just a little bit harder than it should have been, you have absolutely no way of quantifying that. But in yeah. FIFA, because you have, a, like, a real-life replica... You could be like, well, that doesn't happen, nor should it. Yeah, it's so irritating. Like, I just the ball defaulting to the offside player thing. Fair enough if it's out of the game now, right? But it was there for two and a half editions of FIFA, and like that's just not good enough. Like, you expect with a game like that, with the money they make, that it should be tested better than that. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah there's there, there's a lot of stuff in FIFA. Where I'm like, how the hell did they get this get past testing phase? But I always sit there and think, like, the, and what a lot of people don't understand about the Ultimate Team uh, team specifically is, it's not a big budget team and it's not a big team, and they they are forced to meet deadlines. Like, yeah. you know, it's it's not like there's this, just this huge conglomerate of like a billion people in an office just rubbing themselves up and down with money, going, ah, what can we do today to piss off our you know our, our gamers? Is is like it's like like twelve or fifteen dudes that are like holy shit like I've got to work another twenty hour day to try and get this ready like you know what I mean like so I I sympathise with them but at the same time I do sit there and think how how like this like people are like oh this game is perfect then you know within two days people are like well this is broken and this is broken and this is broken so how the hell did their their testers not figure that out. That's the thing, like, with Call of Duty, you can explain a lot of it away with the fact that it, it is the P2P element of that, say, that third bullet being a little bit harder, right? But on the other guy's screen, he sees a slightly different thing, and, and often that can be just different enough for him to get the kill over you this time, like, because of the fact that you're counting on ping and stuff like that, like, internet connections, that'll happen. With FIFA, it's just, like, the aesthetics of the game are flawed, to this infuriating level and it feels like every time there's a FIFA game coming out they do a huge like 
big budget advertising campaign and all that stuff. And like we all know how much money EA has. They are a really fucking mega rich company. But they just I don't know. It, it's it's almost it's it's weird because it's the only game where I genuinely feel like the people who make it are actually just apathetic towards the whole thing. Like they don't care because they're going to make their money and they know that it's going to be mostly the same as last year and there'll be a few different things, but it feels like their focus is less on the actual gameplay and more on adding new quirky features. And, and I think that's where a lot of the misconception is because put, put yourself in the shoes, like, okay, I'm EA and you're... Fuck the, you, boo! <laughs> and you're the ultimate team development team and I come to you and say, all right, you've got two million pounds to build FIFA 18 ultimate team and you've got to do it in this amount of time, and that's it. And then you're going to turn around and go, well, I can't do that. And you're going to go, oh, by the way, if we don't make $600 billion, you're all fired. So, like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, that's how I see it. I see, like, EA, for yeah. me, are the, the bad guys, not the actual, like, FIFA team or the, the development team that does it on the team, because they're just, they're not given a fair chance. Like, if, if FUT was, like, a two-year game cycle, or just, like, something like Battlefield, where it's, like, a four- or five-year game cycle, I think it would be the best game we will ever see in terms of like a sports title because they will have time and energy to focus on these small issues but even before like literally as soon as fifa 18 is going to be released they're already three four months working into fifa 19 so they don't care what like they'll fix like obviously huge major bugs that are in fifa 18 but anything small or minor like okay defaults to the offside guy every now and then okay we'll have to try and address that for next year's game because it's just not big enough for them to focus time and money on when they've got deadlines to meet for the new game. So, so what we're saying is that FIFA is bad because of capitalism. Exactly that. <laughs> it is genuinely that. It's crazy. So who do we blame? Is it Rob Hodson? No, no. Like, <laughs> we, we just, I blame we, the we, government. It, it's, ultimately, it's just the, the big wig EA like, upper, upper guy, upper management, and the, and the owners and the, the, the board of directors and stuff, those guys that are like, oh, what's that, another 600 million in the first quarter of Ultimate Team? Yeah, sure, let's have some more of that. Like, those guys are the problem, because they're not like, oh, wow, we've just made all this money, let's see what we can give back to our community. They're like, oh, wow, we just made all this money, let's see if we can push this into another game and develop that so it makes also the same money, which is now why you see Battlefield with crates that you can buy where you've never seen that before. Because yeah, you yeah. want to make even more money. <laughs> I, I, I really don't, though, <clears throat> the thing about EA... Is that, and maybe, I, I don't know anything about Rob Hudson. Like, I look at his timeline every now and then, and I'm, I know he's a community manager, but the more I look at his timeline, the less I know what that fucking title even means. But, like, how do they not just fucking ever say, yeah, we know this is an issue, we're working on it. They never, ever, ever say it. And whenever they do have to fix an issue, they wait until five minutes before they're going to yeah. fix it, and then they say, oh, it's going to be maintenance, it's going to be down for the next two months. <laughs> Even to the point if they were like, look, we know this is an issue. We literally just we don't have the resources to fix this issue. Like, we're, you know, we're, we will continually monitor it. Thank you for yeah. your feedback. But soz, not soz. Like, that, that's the kind of thing they need to do rather than just be like, issue? Well, I don't know what you're talking about. I've never seen any posts on the forums or on Reddit or on YouTube videos complaining about this issue. You must be wrong. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. It gets right under my skin. Like, there are people... The FIFA Mobile team, which is still like it's an EA game, the FIFA Mobile team are unbelievably open to any criticism and any suggestion. They work with their community incredibly well, and they have 10 million users per month. 
So it's not like it's like, oh, well, there's only a few thousand people play that game. This must be easy. Like, they've got a huge, huge user base. And they're still, like, they're, cha- they, you know, and if there's something wrong, they'll just disable it. Or if, if there's, like, something people aren't happy with, they're like, well, like, there's that, they wanted to put new formations into the game. And that was their aim. And then, like, two weeks ago, the dude tweeted out, like, new formation, like, new formations are just, like, it's, it's harder than we thought to put them in the game. We like, it causes a problem when we put it into testing, so we can't release it yet. Sorry, but you're going to have to wait. Like, that's awesome, the fact that, you know it's coming, but you you like you still know that there's a problem. But they're saying they you know they're being vocal about it. I love that. And if that if they're from EA and they can do that, why on earth can't Ultimate Team devs do that? Yeah, that's the thing. Like I remember when Black Ops first came out, it was on the PlayStation. It was literally unplayable in a party. Every single game you played with a party, the party would disband at the end. The voice chat didn't work. There were so many issues with the actual gameplay. And, like, to his credit, David Vonderhaar was like, yep, this is an issue, we're fixing this now. Oh, look, we're going to try and sort this out. Like, I, there is no one from EA that does anything like that. Like, I see fucking Chew Boy make more allowances for the things that EA does, and he doesn't even work there anymore. Yeah. Like, but interestingly, when he did work there, he didn't say shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, there's some kind of culture of silence or something amongst there. Like, I don't know. I just... It's just I just think weird. that, yeah. Y- yeah. Like, I just think we should all tweet Rob Hudson and tell him to go fuck himself. That's all that. No, no I don't do that. <laughs> I'm joking. That's not good. <laughs> I just really love the way everyone blames him for, uh, like, oh, I got Colo Torre in my pack. <laughs> fuck you, Rob Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> I just but, um, had like a game where like uh, the guy went one nil up and just like literally started passing around the back. And I'm now going to tweet Rob Hodgson saying, fuck you. <laughs> the problem, and that, 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 that there for me is exactly why it's the problem, like the annoying things in games are the people, not the game. Because you, like in real life, if a team did that, they would get exposed incredibly quick. But because in FIFA specifically more than any other game, the AI does like 99% of the work in any given game for any given yeah, size, stuff, it's yeah. impossible to, to beat it. Like, it's not impossible, but it's it's a it's like going from like easy mode to super ultra dominating world class mode. Like you know, it just flips a switch and it goes from like oh this is a fun game to oh my god I can't touch the fucking ball. When in real life, like seven people would just go crab that guy that's standing in the corner shielding um you know unceremoniously with the, the the strength of the Incredible Hulk. All of a sudden, like you know, okay, I can't get him because he's got this really weird turning circle that he's doing against me in real life. That wouldn't happen. A guy would just like kind of ease him out of the way and stick his foot on the ball. You can't do that in FIFA. It's really, really lazily programmed. The jump from uh, even from like semi-pro to pro. It, it's not a case of oh the AI just plays better when it's a, like it's not. Their stats get better. Like <laughs> that. Like players with like 34 passing, you put them on legendary difficulty. They have 99 passing. Like that's yeah, it's, just because it's thing. the sliders that they change, isn't it? It's the like yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's yeah. like that's so fucking lazy. Like the Pro Evo 5. I think it's Pro Evo 5. The one with Henri and John Terry on the front. That that's the best video game ever like football wise i think in terms of the gameplay like because that didn't happen like the ai had its own philosophy depending on the level you were playing at or the team you were playing in fifa for the last for as long as i've been playing career mode which is like four years now every single ai when put on legendary difficulty they all play like barcelona and it doesn't matter like and, and that's i get that it's supposed to be harder and it's not meant to be because you're playing on a higher difficulty it's not meant to be relative to like well they should be playing at this level against barcelona or whatever 
It's just that the style is the same, the ethos, the philosophy, the way they pass the ball is the same. Like, there's no manager philosophies in FIFA. It's all just well. The only way to play football is to pass it forever and do 150,000 passes until you score. But the thing is, it's literally like pass it 150,000 times around your defence and then play an, a pinpoint 90-yard crossfield ball to a guy with 12 shooting and a one-star weak foot to rifle it into the top corner on that yes. said weak foot like <laughs> it's his day job. Like, that is how FIFA is. It's crazy. Yeah, it's the fucking worst. <laughs> this is why I don't do career mode videos anymore. For nah, career for mode is awful them. now. I can't stand it. Yeah. I, it's just I, so mundane. Just literally drags on like i don't know it just doesn't compare to football manager no, <laughs> no it's, that. it's got no personality it's yeah the that's same. it really every team is the exact same like the ai barely even make transfers they never change managers or anything like that like there's no concept of a manager in career mode at all like david moyes doesn't move from sunderland to any other team like he he is the sunderland manager for the 20 years or 25 years or however long you get i think it's actually only 15 years but that's it. Like all the things are fixed, and it's ah, stupid. Like I don't know. It, I like if the ultimate team team is such a small crew. I don't know where the rest of their resources are going because career mode is abysmal. Clubs has been underutilized for as long as I've known it to be a thing. Like exhibition matches are fine and all of that, but like where is the bulk of their resources going? Is it just marketing and shit like that? Like. I feel like I this it. is now just become a We Hate FIFA <laughs> episode of the Midnight Hour. I didn't realise I had this much to get off my chest about FIFA. <laughs> I, 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 like... I don't know where the money... I, I think a lot of uh, the Arma team budget goes into like maintaining and the, the maintenance and upkeep of the other EA titles and the yeah. development of the other EA titles. Um, which is why we didn't really see much development in Ultimate Team for like five years. But this year they've made humongous changes to the game and, and it is the best it has ever been. There are still underlying game-breaking flaws, but it is the best FIFA game I have ever played. There are things about it that make me break controllers, but some of the cards are pink, so... It's... <laughs> <laughs> pretty damn much, yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> have you raged at this FIFA yet? Yeah, I get a bit angry sometimes, like because of the weekend league and how competitive it is. It's just, it's it, honestly, it's infuriating to play in. <laughs> yeah, you are one of the most competitive gamers I've ever. Played. Which is crazy because I'm not even good. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, should we talk about Call of Duty? Because I feel like we've kind of neglected that, and it is a huge staple of our gaming careers. Call yes. of Duty guns shooting pew pew pew. Right, next question. <laughs> 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 I'm joking. Call of Duty. I'll tell you what, I, I wasn't, I wasn't ready for is I wasn't ready for the amount of COD Four remastered that I, I'm not playing. I honestly thought I was going to go back and live on that game again, and I'm just mm. not overly fast. I'm playing it like mad. I fucking love it. I haven't even played it yet. Okay. <laughs> the uh, thing I dislike about it is that there's only ten maps, and that's annoying. Yeah. And and one of them is Bog, and I cannot deal with that map at all it's the worst but um ah it's so good though like i, I just wish they would make and this is crazy because I, I all i wanted was cod 4 remastered forever and now cod 4 remastered is here i just want modern warfare 2 remastered 
Yeah, no, I'm the exact same. Uh, mm. Me me and Jack Brown have been playing a lot of uh, COD 4, and the main thing that I come away with every time I play it is, God, Modern Warfare 2 Remastered is going to be so good. <laughs> I just Yeah, like, that'd be amazing, though. It, the thing about Modern Warfare 2 Remastered is that I want it to be the exact same as it was. Like, I want the one-man army danger close bullshit. Yeah, like, yep. yeah. I, yeah it has to be the same. Uh, well, I mean, like, COD 4 is near identical they've made a few minor changes like now you switch rounds every like on search and destroy you switch every round basically yeah that's irritating yeah that is quite irritating um but other than that like you know they they all they've done is like add new like um achievements and stuff they haven't actually changed the maps in any way they haven't changed like i was sitting there thinking like i wonder if like, they just changed the positions of the bombs and stuff you know or the flags and things but they haven't like they've left it all identical yeah and it's great, like, it's, I don't know, just just seeing it again in all its wonder and glory is so, so good. But that's a game I never played when it first came out. The first Call of Duty I got was Modern Warfare 2, so... Yeah, same that's always That's always been, like, the magic one for me. But I, I, I did consider that I wonder if I wouldn't play it much, because, it, like, the, the idea of something that you loved and the... Like the like it you know the reality of it being yeah. back are two entirely different things because I was a different mm. person back then with different like responsibilities and different time like I remember like we used to play Modern Warfare two I like on my two days off Tuesday and Wednesday I literally just wake up play Modern Warfare two with you and all the guys until I went to bed and that was yeah. it that was just it that was all I did <laughs> I know it was amazing <laughs> but now everyone has like so many di- like now we wouldn't be able to do that because to get the same six people like you know me you Jack Jamos, Ty, and uh, Christian. Yeah, Christian. Like it, it would be impossible to get the, uh, the 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 crew back together. Yeah, and another thing is like, uh, Natu, your microphone's making a lot of like brushy noise or something. Sorry, I don't know why. <laughs> is it okay now? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's better. Okay. Um, the when we used to play Modern Warfare Two, we used to play in a party, like on the actual game with party chat. And now we play it on Skype, and I think we're missing something by not meeting those random people that we abuse in yeah. lobbies and stuff like that. Like, you don't get those anymore. And I've made loads of friends that way. Like, people who, uh, like, I've known for years just because I met them in a lobby on Modern Warfare 2, which is one of the nerdiest things about me, but that's, like, a thing that people do nowadays, you know? It is. I, I think, yeah, like, I think we're missing that. I, I think as soon as we came onto Skype and talked on Skype all the time, you lose something from the game, like some some element of competitiveness or something like that. I'm not too sure what it is. Um, so what are your favorite games? Favorite games? Uh, I really fucking loved and like it's the only game that I've completed more than like three times was Pokemon Coliseum on the GameCube. That's nerdy as hell, man. You're not welcome back here. <laughs> you know what's just sprung to mind about a game that I've probably spent most time on? Minecraft is a game that I spent copious amounts of hours on. Like, and, and that would be definitely like one of my favourite games. That's a game I, I played for like 20 minutes and then abandoned. <laughs> yeah, I found that like, I, the thing I enjoyed most on Minecraft was joining my friend's servers just to make their lives worse rather than actually playing Minecraft. <laughs> like I'd just go get like a fucking flint and steel and just burn the shit out of their newly built house 
who someone did that to you, Nep? Then they yeah. Go... We had, we had um, we had two servers on the football manager forums, and like one server was like me, Jack Brown, Ty, and all of them. And we built well. Sorry, we had like two groups of people playing on the same server, and we was both building football stadiums, and we built our football stadium out of wood and like wall, basically, because it actually looked pretty fantastic. And then one day, lo and behold, we come on the server, and they've set it alight. <laughs> and it sounds like, oh, that's not a big deal. You can just rebuild it. There must have been about ten of us, six hours, eight hours a day for a good like three, four weeks building that. Like it was, a, it was a job. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And then they just come in, and within the space of seconds, the whole thing is just up in flames. And the only thing that te- teaches you is, right, next time we'll just have to go in concrete. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you, like what what can you do? People just come along and just burn your stadium down. It's, there's, like, I play Age of Empires a lot, and, like, one of my favourite things about it that I've never quite been able to articulate is just the fact that for a few hours each week, I get to disappear into my own medieval reality and build my own little empire and, like, have all my farms in a neat little square and, like, my houses in a nice house wall and stuff like that. And that's fine. And then I go to battle and that's fine. And sometimes I I lose the battlefield and that's fine. But as soon as, like, catapults and trebuchets start coming into my town and my farms go up on fire, that's it, I resign. I just cannot see something that I've put so much time into building and assembling and being so happy with and then seeing it go down in flames and i'm just like uh it kills me it makes me like physically anxious or something i don't know like if i'm playing a 1v1 and my town is starting to get eaten then that's it i'm done i resign straight away just i can't stand losing things that i've put that much time into maybe that's why i never got into minecraft but mostly it's just because it feels really weird like it's the dude. One of, one, of the, one of the worst things on Minecraft would be like making the most incredible base for yourself. You know, an underground section, an overground section, an underwater section, whatever you wanted. You spent weeks on this, months even, like three, four months. And then one time, you know, someone comes on the server and is like, "Hey, I need a place for a base." And you're like, "Yeah, let, let's you know, let's walk five thousand blocks. Let's see where we go. We'll find you a base." And then you get to there, and you, you know, you turn around with your couch. You're like, "Right." Where the fuck do I live? <laughs> it's just like everything I've just done is gone because I have no idea where the fuck I am. And in, instead of thinking, right, let's just start again like here or at least try and find it where it is. It's like, hey, dude, like I know you've just got on the server. We need to start a new server. Like, like We just have to start again. We can't be living here anymore. There's too many memories. That, uh, that happened to me in No Man's Sky when I had this planet where like there was this really weird sort of octopus spider thing and uh it it was like roaming around trying to kill me but there was also a bunch of like dinosaur looking things and like some giant chickens and stuff and it was like the greatest planet ever and i was like well i'll consider this my home planet because you can't build stuff on no man's sky you can now but you couldn't back then um so like i went to another uh galaxy or whatever and then couldn't ever get back to that other planet and because it's no man's sky and all the planets look the fucking same i kept on flying down to other planets with this hope of being like oh this is the one yes and then i get there and i'm like ah shit this is not the one at all and uh that's just one of the things that i don't like about no man's sky but yeah those sort of open world sandbox games where you go around building shit i just i don't have that much patience for them because i get so sentimentally attached to things in games like I don't know. Like sometimes players, res- sometimes players retire on Football Manager, and I'm like, all right, well, I have nothing to live for. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, I don't know. I get, I get so fucking attached to games. I, I think my favorite game of all time, to answer my own question, is probably Metal Gear Solid 2. I, I think it's just the best game ever made. I've, I've spoken about it at length on this channel, so I won't go into it, but there's something about it just spoke to me on a level that no video game ever has, and uh, that's really cool. Um, do you guys want to talk about who you think the best video game characters ever are? Or is that a thing that we've sort of lost touch with now? Yeah, I don't really know any video game characters. Um, like, unless the... Cristiano Ronaldo team in a season card is one, because that was, that was amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I actually, when I was writing this out, I was thinking about how different it is now. Like, we have story games, but it's really interesting that we don't really play them. We watch other people play them. Yeah, or you just go straight into the online mode and don't actually understand the story of the character, and thus it has no special meaning to you. I do that with every... I, I couldn't even tell you the last time I actually sat down to play a story in a game. I, I, I literally played the journey on FIFA just to get the Alex Hunter card for Ultimate Team. I, don't, I can't remember a thing about it. I don't care how it happened, what happened. I don't care about his relationship with Gaz. I just care that I got his <laughs> Ultimate Team card. Yeah, I, I, I got Metal Gear Solid Five, and like the Metal Gear Solid franchise has been a genuine, huge part of my life. Like I'm aware how ridiculously nerdy that sounds, but like that fucking game series has just it changed my life. And Metal Gear Solid Five, I sat down to play it, and I was just like, uh, it's just not immediate enough, or like interactive enough, or I don't know. So, there was something just not right about sitting down to play a story game. I, I can't really explain it. It's like I need. The voice of Chris Smoove <laughs> talking me through each level to actually enjoy uh, story game stuff. But um, I guess like best video game characters for me are uh, Solid Snake from Metal Gear Solid, maybe like Squall from Final Fantasy VIII, and I don't know um, Thierry Henry from the cover of Pro Evo Five. <laughs> Did you guys ever play uh, Simpsons Hit and Run? Nope. No. Heard no, great things didn't. about it though. It was it was an amazing game. And I feel like you guys should play it somehow. If they brought it back, didn't they? Yeah, or... I think I remember Tug Jizzle doing a playthrough on it. Yeah. Yeah. It was really it, good. Yeah. It got some hype around it recently. What really? was it like? What? How? What is it? What kind of game is it? Uh, you just essentially like do sort of little odd jobs as like various Simpsons characters. Like you drive around as Homer and do dumb shit. Drive around the city. And... I, it doesn't sound great, but trust me, it was really fun. <laughs> Did you ever play the Rugrats game? No. Uh, no, but actually, uh, one of my friends was just talking to me about that the other day. It's, I never it was it, genuinely brilliant. I think it was probably like that Simpsons game. Like It's just because you have already an open world that we all know and have seen on TV, so to... I don't know, to go through it and do, like, different menial tasks and stuff. I don't know, I, I thought that that game was... Did, did you guys ever play the Spider-Man 2 game? Yes. Oh, that game was so damn good. Yeah. Just... I, the moment it came out, I was like, oh my god, I can sling round as Spider-Man on a game, so I have to buy this, and it did not disappoint me. Yeah, it's the only video game based on a movie that wasn't complete garbage. Yeah. And that works the other way around, too. Movies based on video games are garbage. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I was thinking like that. They're, well, they're making a, a movie of. Is it League of Legends? They have a Warcraft movie out. 
Oh yeah, Warcraft. Um, yeah, so I wanted to go see that. I haven't seen it yet, but apparently that was sick. And I think the I think they're making a movie of League of Legends, which I also think would be sick. The Warcraft movie bombed. Really? Yeah, like it did well in China, but it it bombed on like the, all the domestic markets and all the critic scores and all that. Like it's interesting because there's so much lore and fan fiction and games like that that you think they'd be able to put together a comprehensive storyline. Yeah. It's for me what I think it is is that the two mediums just don't really match up because in movies there is a set formula to every single movie that you watch and you can you can google this and learn it and have every movie ruined for you for the rest of time <laughs> or you can just accept what I'm saying is the truth but um video games yeah exactly video games have the same thing but obviously it's to a much broader degree like in video games you know that at certain parts someone is going to be like look I know you are the hero and you're here to save the whole planet, but you need to put that on hold and go and get me five eggs from different farms across this <laughs> land and shit like that. And because of shit like that and the very limited ways in which you actually interact with characters in video games, stuff like the, the script writing and dialogue in video games are generally really, really bad. Like, at best, video games reach B-movie level of profoundness or profundity but um movies work the opposite way too so like it's so hard to like they're just two completely different art forms and it's so hard to actually you know create any overlap there that's relatable to people i think because if you were to when you play like a huge open world game or, or like a huge even a huge story game different levels of the story get introduced at different times to varying degrees of importance and that's how you face harder bosses at each level and stuff you can't really do that with a movie because you have to lay the foundations immediately in a movie so it's like i don't know it's really hard but they've just never done it right like the resident evil movies are garbage um oh, i don't know i quite enjoyed them oh i enjoy them but like I wouldn't stand over them and say that they're good in any way. Like, I love watching zombies getting shot, and I love watching Mila Jovovich doing that, but, like, they're not good movies, you know? Like, they're never going to inspire anyone to... You know, they're, they're fun, turn your brain off and eat popcorn and watch them kind of movies, which is fine, but I don't know. We're, I just don't feel like... Like, they're making a Last of Us movie. I think that has potential, but I fear for it. They seem like League of Legends and stuff like that, like, as Nep said, like, sort of the lore behind the characters and shit like that could give it some potential to actually be somewhat decent, but... Yeah. I guess, yeah, no, there is, like, a disparity between, like, the structure of movies and game scripts and whatnot. Plus, um, Hollywood executives are, like, really afraid to take risks, and that's why... Like, movies are very dumbed down now. Like, all the Marvel movies are basically the same movie. They all have the exact same formula. Like, Suicide Squad, they had to... They actually fucked the movie up so bad by trying to make it really safe and stuff. Like, they don't like taking risks on stuff that might actually break the formula in Hollywood. And I think that's why Warcraft was so terrible. Because from what I heard, it just really, really failed to flesh out anything properly in terms of the actual story. And also, the story felt like it didn't mean anything in relation to the game. So, it, like, it sounds to me like they just fucked it up really bad. I'm sure there are people in the comment section who've seen it and think it's the best movie ever. And to them, like, I'm sorry, but you're wrong. No, just kidding. I haven't even seen it. But, you know, um, they just don't cross over very well. So, I don't know.
Um, which game universe do you think would be the best or the worst to exist in as you are now? And before I let you answer, I'm just going to say GTA. Imagine living in the GTA universe. <laughs> that would be the best and the worst. Yeah, because like, it's the best because you can literally do whatever you want and there are very little consequences involved. Or it's the worst because you get run over for no reason by some guy who is running from the cops and is never going to get caught or see justice. So, uh, I mean, games generally are tailored to young people in such a way that, you know, living in them would be pretty awful all the time. Like, I mean, I'm thinking now like a random game I played when I was a kid. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Destroy All Humans. No, no. Oh, yeah, I, I think mean, I've the, heard ti- of it. the title, the title kind of gives it away that it would be awful to live in. But it was like this alien game, and one specific feature of it that I remember was that like you ran around as this alien with a little gun, which had a feature on it where you could. Uh, it was called an anal probe. You could extract someone's brain through their anus. <laughs> I feel like that would be the <laughs> worst universe for me to live in. But I really enjoyed <laughs> playing it as like a ten-year-old. <laughs> Minecraft just... would actually be a pretty decent universe living, wouldn't it? Because it'd be like, oh, hey, I'm hungry. Let me just go and hit this pig with my stone sword. <laughs> and look at that. Two pork chops have popped up in front of me. Like, that would be pretty fucking fantastic, wouldn't it? But what would you do all the time? Like, you just, some... you just build it. Like, you just sometimes I just... move it somewhere else. It'd be great. Sometimes I don't want to build things. <laughs> like, you can't just sit down and watch TV in Minecraft, you know? Like... There's there's never any like break. It's just uh, I've woken up from a nice sleep. Time to build. <laughs> that what do you do when it's built? Killed. You could be like suicide bombed by a creeper or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Like it it would have to be something that had like a required amount of thought and maybe even some like experimentation of, of me going back into game worlds that I'd forgotten existed just to test them out to see if I'd like to live in that game world. Yeah. Yeah. That, that'll be the next episode. <laughs> yeah, I could imagine. Like, I couldn't even imagine, I don't know, like any any game world, just the way games are structured, I don't think they're really compatible with our, the intricacy of our lives. <laughs> so I think, I think GTA would actually be the best. I think it's the closest thing you're going to get to. Yeah. I don't know, man, because think, think about it. Imagine you want to go to, you know, John's house next door and you roll out of your crib and you get to John's house and what do you know? You just physically can't get in the house. <laughs> <laughs> that would be horrendous. John is just dead in there and you can do nothing about it. What's really weird is that there's a guy who lives next door to me and his name is actually John. <laughs> and I can't get into his house whenever I go by there. But um, the cool thing is, though... Like, I live in a fucking amazing house in GTA 5. Like, and I can watch TV in there. I can listen to music. Uh, I've got, like, a guitar and shit. Like, that's the real dream, you know? I, I can conduct heists from my house. Yeah. And then I can do the heists and face no criminal charges ever. <laughs> Like, I could buy that house again in the exact same block. I don't even know how that works, but, you know, it's just... That, and even if you die, you can just respawn outside of a hospital at the small cost of a few thousand fake bits of money. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
They're called dollars, guys, and it's the currency in America. <laughs> but you can just yeah, I I want to I want to fly a helicopter. Oh, here's one. Like that that's the dream, right? Like okay, and, and is uh, one of the things like can you do all the cheat codes for instance like in like gta 5 like you could do some cheat where you just respawn in the middle of the air and fly through the air is that is that part of this game world that we can live in cheat codes i'll say no you have to only be able to do stuff that you know the game allows you to do but i think to say you can't go into someone's house or whatever I think if you were living in that universe, you would be able to go into their house. No, you wouldn't, because you can't. You, <laughs> okay. can't, you can't just change the rules to suit your needs. That's not okay. <laughs> and you will, you will suffer with having to see a thousand billion people have the same car as you as soon as you get in that car. You have to suffer with that. You will never see that car. That car never sees the light of day until you're sitting in it. But as soon as you're sitting in it, everyone's got it. It's... It, you know, it's, it's that whole, like, oh, he's driving that, let me drive that kind of mentality. But, you know, you want to go down to your local KFC, you get to the door of KFC, guess what? Can't get in. <laughs> <laughs> you are just screwed. You can get into Clock and Bell. They're yeah, well, open. yeah, Clock and Bell's all right, yeah. You can, you, can, you can buy hot dogs from the hot dog stand. You can buy beverages. You can even get drunk in that. You can even get high in that game, in your own house. Mm. Like... These are the things that we want as a society. <laughs> there, there is a lot, of pro, a lot of pros, but uh, you know, as Natu said, like, you, you, like you could just, like, I don't know, you could just have a random stranger come up to you and just shoot you for the sake of wanting to shoot you. And yeah, sure, you could respawn for a, a, a small cost of some money that you stole off of a woman <laughs> when you killed her. But it's, what an inconvenience! Hey? A woman, a woman who had it coming. By yeah, the way. Oh, definitely. <laughs> that bitch. <laughs> what would you even do with your like your style points for the jumps, the stun jumps? How would that even work? <laughs> I mean, what do you do with your like ultimate team win ratio? You know, you just, <laughs> what, like, can you even play FIFA? I wouldn't even have a job. Yeah, but that would be amazing. It would not be amazing if I didn't have a job. <laughs> Okay, you don't have a job, but you have all of the perks of having a job, and then some. You have the perks of, like, multiple jobs. And if you get bored, you can get in a cop car and scan their crime thing to see crime, and then go and catch the criminal. That's it. You can provide a service to the community to avoid things like you getting shot. Sounds silly. I, <laughs> how does that sound that silly? Sounds, sounds yeah, that's called do. law enforcement. That's a <laughs> thing that people do now. <laughs> I, I just... I, I, I just think that there is no better option, you know? It Like, it's either that or build things forever. I don't know. I'm trying to, I, I'm trying to think of a really awful game to be a part of. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Call of Duty would be a horrendous game. Well, to be oh, yeah, it would be, would be horrendous. Awful. It would be like living in that Tom Cruise movie, Edge of Tomorrow. You just get killed. Being in zombies... Yeah, that's called necrophilia. <laughs> Could you imagine, like, you wake up in the morning and all of a sudden it's like, it's like, defuse the bomb! You know, wait, what? Yeah. I've just got up! Not this again! And you, you know, you look to your side, you've got your, your, your kicks, your trousers, your gun, like, you know, you've, oh, you've got all the classes just set up, laid there next to you as you wake up, and you're like, alright, what idiot am I gonna be today? Okay, let's try and be a sniper. And all you're going to do is you're going to go and pick that sniper up and you're going to walk back into the corner of your room and you're just going to sit there 
and hope to fuck that no one walks past your door. I think the most upsetting thing about the Call of Duty universe is that every single bomb is disarmed by opening a briefcase and pressing 787878 and then it's done. And why are we even trying to blow up these little boxes anyway like yeah. why is that a thing like wh- what's what's there that we need to because even when it does up? get blown up the, the the building is still exactly the same there's yeah. just another bomb there it's and like pointless. don't 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 come at me and say oh well those are warheads because if they were then it would be a much bigger explosion than the little fucking puff of smoke that comes out and they wouldn't be like... replaced the next round either yeah if if you were a part of call of duty would you be able to pick the game mode that you are in I guess not, right? Because the player kind of picks that for you. Like, yeah. if you can't change the rules of the GTA universe, thanks to Nep <laughs> and his stringent outlook on rules, <laughs> um, then I guess you can't. I guess you can't in Call of Duty. You're just you're told to wake up and go and capture a flag. <laughs> you know, these flags are really important to us. Well, well, again, imagine, I mean, uh, playing one of those games like Goat Simulator or being part of, being part of that <laughs> or Truck Simulator. Whatever all of those games are, that'd be fucking awful. I mean, I think yeah. far- farmers and truckers, but I think that's actually has a real world. Uh, I, th- I think you can just be a goat farmer if you wanted. If you wanted. No, to no, no. But sim- in in Goat Simulator, you're a goat that goes yeah, around fucking people's really. lives. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you should watch a trailer for it. It's like the funniest <laughs> shit ever. It, it legit makes me want to buy it. It's on. It's on PlayStation too for like seven. Well, you're just a goat. Yeah, yeah you're a goat. a goat. But like you can. F- fly and like charge at people and like <laughs> there's so many things you can okay. in fact i i yes. think i should get that game because i think yeah go simulator is indisputably the best game world to exist in <laughs> <laughs> but you have to be a goat the one trade-off and Being i am goat. already the goat so <laughs> That's, that's a little word. There's also um, there's a game uh, called oh, what is it called? I think it's like I Am Bread or something, where you're just a piece of bread that. Has yeah, to I've seen that. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that'd be very fun to be a part of. No, it looks like it's all uh, puzzles and shit. Mm. That was actually going back to the what's the most annoying things in games. I really fucking hated when you're playing Resident Evil and it's like. Alright, you're in this house or this world or town or whatever that's overrun by zombies and some fucking prick has left a mathematical equation for you to solve in order to advance to the next bit. Like, in Resident Evil 4, there's some shit you have to do in a church where you have to get shapes and colours or... I don't know. I don't know what it is. I could never figure it out. It's like Sudoku or something. Like, I just can't do those things. And one of my friends who is, like, so dyslexic that he, like, genuinely can't even spell his own name, he figured out how to do it. And I thought to myself, all right, well, he's dyslexic, so he's probably got some, like, Rain Man thing going on where he can just see shit like that and do it. But it turns out now everyone can do it. I'm just really retarded. And that's really upsetting to know about myself. Um, And that's an annoying thing in a game. But uh, living in the Resident Evil universe would be pretty horrible, I think, because... You know, zombies and the fact that you can't do anything other than fight zombies and solve puzzles and find keys and stuff. Just, I think GTA is the most relatable, real-life thing you could do to live in. Minecraft. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, I'm literally looking at my PlayStation games and I can't... 
I can't come up with a better uh... Rocket League. Imagine living in oh Rocket my League. Goodness. That'd be brilliant. Because <laughs> would be you be the car or would you be driving the car? I guess you'd be driving the car. Then that would be brilliant. Yeah. That like you get cool. even when you get blown up, you just except for the fact that you would never have to do you'd never be able to do anything than just driving a car in a in a like an enclosed bubble for eternity. Well, when you put it like that, it doesn't sound that good. <laughs> <laughs> I think all these things would be fun for the first like uh, hour or two, and then it'd be pretty. Yeah, the reality would say, and you're like, like wait, that, yeah. what, what have I done with myself? Why do I think <laughs> this game world would be the best when blatantly Minecraft was better? <laughs> <laughs> but in Minecraft, okay, right. In GTA, you have so many things that give a person that sort of dopamine rush or that relief. You know, like like I said, you've got hot dog. Like there's prostitutes. There's TV, like, there's radio, you d- listen to different radio stations all the time, like, there's all of those things, plus you can fly around. You can fly in Minecraft. Yeah, okay, but other than that, all you can do is build. You like, can, you, but you can build a woman um, that you can have <laughs> sex with. That's out, of, out of large squares or blocks. Yeah, I mean, she'd be really un- unattractive and stuff, but, like, that's neither here nor there, you know, with, you know. Like, but I you think can, it's both here and do, there. <laughs> anything you can do in GTA. You can build your own gun in Minecraft. Tell me if you can do that in GTA. You can't. Well, no, but I can buy one that's being built for me with money that I haven't earned. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can buy all different clothes and shit. Like, the yeah. pork chops and the stone sword. Okay, okay. Here, here's, a, here's the real game changer, right? You can go into a barber and leave with more hair than you want in there. Can you do that in Minecraft? You, you, you can put a spell on your sword so that the pork chops are already cooked when you kill the pig. <laughs> Why are you so stubborn, Nap? I'm not. I just think Minecraft would be a great world to live in. Better than uh, GTA anyway. I think we should put it to a vote. Yeah. Natu, tell us which one we're <laughs> I'm going to have to go with GTA on this one. I'd like a recount. <laughs> okay, that'll take approximately 24 hours to organise. We should definitely put it to the viewers, to the listeners, to just yeah. tell us what you think would be better, Minecraft or GTA. It's it's a simple question. The idea of a thing that is shaped like a large green penis exploding and killing me puts me off. As well as all the other things in Minecraft that can kill me. Plus, I think it would just be really daunting to exist in a world yeah. with such bad graphics. <laughs> yeah, but you wouldn't know it was bad graphics. Well, yes, you would. Do you have no previous knowledge of your life before now? Well, well I mean, you now can't... we're getting into serious questions, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we hadn't thought about this, because if you just wake up one day and you're just uh, in Minecraft, you're like, wow, this is... this is Well, you wouldn't be wow, you'd just be like, like this is normal. Like, we In the world we live in today... There could be someone like going, "Oh my God, do they not realise how stupid their graphics are?" <laughs> and, and this is real life, you know. I would love if someone was doing that right now. <laughs> Does he not realise his stupid 3D bust that he gets to work every day is stupid? <laughs> For his fake dollars. Yeah. His uh, money's weird, isn't it? Just, just as a sign up. Yeah. yeah. It, it's so, like, arbitrary. Just It's not even, like, it's not a thing. It's just not a thing. 
Yeah. It's literally just a number. Like, you could go into, like, a bank, and they could change your number from zero to one million, and you're now a millionaire, yet all it is is you just have more numbers on the screen than other people. Like, it doesn't actually mean anything. If somebody works in a bank, I can confirm that's exactly how the financial world works. Well, I mean, that's how I make my money. Is that not how it's done? Yes. It's like even on a certain notes, it's like written that like uh, this this piece of paper is a promise. Obviously, not in those exact words, but like it's weird to kind of define money. This piece of paper is a wish. It's a promise. This piece of paper is a lie. I think that's what it says. <laughs> on every note ever. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we all agree, GTA Universe. <laughs> yes. Uh, does anyone have anything they'd like to add about video games? I love video games. <laughs> I was going to say, they're pretty fucking great, aren't they? Like, I think just the role they play in our lives is is vastly understated and sort of looked at with such scorn by, like, the media and stuff. Like, gamers are seen as basement-dwelling nerds, but in reality, gamers are literally, like, 75% of people to some degree yeah, or I, another. Yeah, I think it's becoming more widely accepted these days that being a gamer is a real thing, especially since, like, you know, five years ago, a nerd was, like... You know, a nerd like a an, an undereducated, overfed like twelve year old in his basement, and that's what a nerd was, or like you know, fifteen year old, twenty year old, however old you are. But now a nerd is like, oh yeah, I do YouTube. I like, yeah. oh, oh my god, oh my god, you nerd. No, not really. That's that, that's one of my favorite things is when people say stuff to you like, yeah, well you play FIFA for a job, and you're supposed to be hurt by yeah. it and not reminded of how awesome your life is. Comparatively, I wish I could play FIFA for a job. I wish I could play FIFA without hating myself for like (laughs) forty-five minutes. If I could do that, that's just unrealistic. Yeah, it's uh, there's something about like how important games are in like your. I don't know because we get really angry playing video games sometimes and that's weird and troubling. But we also get that angry when like driving and stuff like. You know, I've I've seen Nep get really angry when driving one time. Some guy crashed into him, and then he beat the shit out of him. <laughs> that doesn't never happen. <laughs> I I, for, I forgot there might be lawyers listening. Nep gave him a stern talking to. <laughs> that also never happened. <laughs> there was a guy who crashed it. He didn't crash. Yeah, into I remember him. he like hit into the back of the car, but yeah, and you got out and gave him a stern talking to. Well, yeah, I mean that was any any you know. Any normal person would do so. <laughs> yeah, that was a dark time in my life. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like even even just uh, like something as simple as like Snake, you know that old phone, the Nokia thirty two ten. No, that made me angry. <laughs> that made you angry. Yeah. How did you get angry like, at Snake? Because you'd get so close to like filling the screen, and then you'd make that one wrong touch, and you're just like, God damn it! Now I have to start this minute and a half of my life again. Luckily, you had an indestructible phone. Yeah. You could throw it off of any surface <laughs> and it would survive. Um, how many controllers do you think you've broken, roughly? Uh, I mean, like, overall, probably, like, 15 or 20, but like, over the last couple of years, none. Really? Uh, I, yeah, I have, like, I've custom it. controllers or expensive controllers now, so I just I can't afford to break them. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever broken one now, too? No, never. Not even once. Really? I've broken, like, I think, ten and two PlayStation 2s. I am a sad person. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually 
Yeah, how did you manage to break two PS2s, might I ask? Um, oh, I don't even remember what game it was. I can't, I can't, ah, Jesus. I don't know. It, I think one of them was definitely FIFA. Um, I don't know what the other one was. I think it might have been Resident Evil 4, the battle games at the end. When you completed it, you'd get these, like, mini arcade-type games where you just went around and killed loads of zombies for points and they got progressively harder and stuff. Which sounds like the main game, but <laughs> it wasn't. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, I think that must have made me really angry to break... Oh, no, no, it was SmackDown vs. Raw. <laughs> that's what it was. The fucking... Oh, so many things about that game. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. It was SmackDown vs. Raw. I think it was a Royal Rumble, and I just couldn't eliminate some guy. Like, it just wasn't working. I don't know. It was it was, it was a really bad time, though. Mm. Um, yeah, I think... I'd I'd like to know scientifically why we break controllers and why we get that angry playing games. Is it just that it's such a immediate, instant, like primitive thing, or like a like a primal thing that we want to be the best and we get mad when we're not the best or something? Yeah. I just remembered the only time I've ever done anything of that sort was one time when I was like fifteen. I got killed on Call of Duty like one or two off a nuke or something on Modern Warfare 2 and I threw a controller. I didn't really launch it or anything. I just kind of threw it in a like on, onto my sofa and it somehow landed on my phone and completely smashed my screen. <laughs> Sorry, that's not funny. <laughs> no, it's funny in hindsight, but at the time it was like the worst luck ever. But I remember close to rage I've got with like throwing shit. One day when I was living with Nap, uh, I, I I walked into his office after after being woken by the sound of a man shouting. I, I still to this day I'm not sure who it was. And uh, I walked in and I wasn't wearing shoes. And then I was like, oh shit, I've just stepped on pieces of a controller and that's sore. And then walked into him beating the shit out of a second controller. <laughs> uh, I, I I damaged some controllers in my time. I like the one I remember throwing, like just sitting there and. Just so angry, and I, you know, I'd threaten to throw it to myself, like, you know, I'd threaten myself, like, oh, fuck, fucking throw this, man, I'll smash this controller, and then I just, I lost my cool, and I launched it, like, I baseball throw this fucking controller into the wall, I've never seen a controller smashed to so many pieces in my <laughs> life, it just obliterated everywhere. How did I remember that make you like, feel? It actually made me feel great, I'm not going to lie, because I had another controller sat right there, so I was straight back on the old horse. That was what happened, though, was that day you broke two of them, and we couldn't fucking do co-op, because you broke two controllers <laughs> and only had one left. That doesn't sound like me. And I think later on that day, I, I like raised my voice slightly at FIFA, and Nep was like, Oh, you're getting mad at a game, dude. That's so sad. <laughs> no, that does sound like me. Uh, I, remember, I just don't like, understand why people get mad. You know what's really interesting? Like When I watch other gamers get angry, I genuinely don't understand why they're getting angry. I'm like, dude, like half, like half, a good like 85 to 90% of the problems are you just doing things wrong. Yeah. And then the other like you know 10 to 15% of the problems is just the, the kind of problems that everyone deals with on a game-to-game basis. So, you know, it's not exclusive to you. But you're still sitting there getting mad as if the world is against you and everybody hates you. I don't understand how people get mad like that. And yet you do it yourself. Yeah, and yet there I am doing it myself yeah, on a day-to-day basis. 
I, I actually, um, Christian, who is a mutual friend, who has been on this podcast for approximately four and a half minutes before, um, I used to play FIFA against him from uh, from FIFA 11 until FIFA 14, I think we used to play. This is a span of four games. It was FIFA 15, in fact. A span of four games, I think we must have played about 500 games against each other. And Christian is amazing at all video games. Um, and he beat me every single time. I think out of 500 games, right, I beat him like four times. And every single time I beat him, I wasn't even able to enjoy my victory over the barrage of him shouting, This is fucking bullshit! And like, just like, I was like, genuinely just like, well, this is kind of shit, to be honest. I'd rather just lose if it's going to be like this whenever I do. For me, it was like a real triumphant moment. Like, I, like I'd beaten the final boss on a game that lasted four years of me trying to get through it and he's just like so livid and yeah he gets very very mad at games and more more mad like i used to get very mad now i don't really anymore i'm very like able to know that look games are bullshit for everyone in equal measure and you're not important like you don't deserve a place in the universe that warrants games being kind to yeah. you or whatever like, I, I mean I, I've toned it down a lot recently and, and very much the same it's like I was trying to like suggest to people like do, do you think you have the special copy of FIFA that they made where like only your game gets the bullshit like everyone gets the bullshit yeah but that's the thing that I think Christian genuinely believes about himself sometimes is that like the game should be this way even though it isn't like I don't know we just the whole thing about FIFA scripting and stuff, it's so... Or the handicap. Like, there's this notion that when you come up against a lesser team, you're definitely going to lose. Even though, like, fucking 99 times out of 100, that doesn't happen. But the yeah. one time it does, you're like, oh, this game is scripted. Handicap, I knew it, I knew it. I this has validated everything I believed. Yeah. I, I Like, I never could get on board with all of that. Like, I know there's a script in the game, obviously, because that's how video games are made, but it isn't there to keep you from winning games. Like, that just is not a good business model, really. Like, <laughs> let's fuck these people over. And uh, that, although, in fairness, we did kind of say earlier that EA basically do that anyway. Fuck and laugh EA. all the way to the bank. Yeah, if there's one thing to take away from this episode, it's that fuck EA. Yeah. Wait, we're getting a takeaway? That's great. I'm hungry. That was poor, even by your standards. They <laughs> have no standards. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> the worst Nepenthes joke and the best Nepenthes joke. <laughs> Do you know what I'm going to say? No. Uh, it's the one about commentary, where oh, you're like, yeah. yeah, I'm all about commentaries. I don't like any of those rare Terries. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> to be fair, the commentaries are better. It's not a lie. And also... <laughs> It's not a fact, because <laughs> rare Terries are not a thing. But, uh, I think this episode has run its course. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I eat anyway, my dinner's been outside my door for a, a good nine minutes, according to my nose. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, you go enjoy your dinner. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah. Catch you guys later. Good, good, good talk, listeners. Yes. Good talk. Listen to that. <laughs> Takes your mind again, exile. It takes your mind.
For real though, Minecraft or GTA 5, it, like it seems so obvious to me, but Nep is very stubborn and I feel like Nep knows it's GTA 5, but he's lying to himself and therefore lying to me. Uh, no, for real, um, this episode was so much fun to record, it's really good. Um, any collaboration I do with Nepenthes, be it in a live stream or a video or a podcast or whatever it's always just really really good i think we just have a great sort of balance of humor and even though we have slightly different senses of humor they always combine really neatly into this crazy exaggerated i don't know i don't know how to describe it It just it's just good chemistry and i think natu uh for someone who has literally never been on a podcast or had his voice recorded before is doing a fantastic job in the short uh, spell he's had on the podcast so far i think he's gonna be a really good um guest or co-host in the foreseeable future like i i think he's someone who i'd like to have back on to discuss multiple topics he's got a very quick wit and um he's very intelligent for someone who is so shockingly young as i found out thought he was like a year younger than me and uh that is that is not true but anyway we're closing the show with exile vilify by the national which is from portal 2 i think um, which is a video game. That's where the tie-in is, folks. Don't make me draw you a map. I'm a huge fan of The National, but I am not a huge fan of the Portal games because I'm not a huge fan of maths or science. I think those are two things that neglected me in school because of my religious beliefs. Now, that is a complete lie. I don't have any religious beliefs, but um, I never got on board with the Portal things because they make me use a part of my brain that I'm just not able to use in any other setting like I can't I mean I mentioned in the episode about how I can't do the puzzles in Resident Evil games so the portal games are pretty much a walking nightmare for me um but the national are one of my favorite bands and I love all of their songs and I love all of their lyrics and I think that their lead singer is a fantastic songwriter um and I think I read recently that he actually writes the melodies for the songs and then fits the lyrics around that, which is pretty common. Like a, a lot of a lot of musicians do that. But I think for how sophisticated and innately clever and poetic his lyrics are, I just think that that sounds fantastic. Like if you go listen to a song like Blood Buzz Ohio or um, even like Pink Rabbits or something like that, I don't know. They just have a semblance of listen to a song called sorrow by them and just listen to the words and tell me that doesn't accurately describe you when you're at the lowest of the low it's great um fantastic anyway um that has been episode 74 we will return with episode 75 um if it is the episode that i have planned 
with uh, new guests and everything like that. It's going to be fantastic. I'm really excited for that. I know that plans sometimes fall true and different people have different organization and stuff like that. So it can be hard to organize these types of things. But um, what I have lined up is pretty fucking spectacular. That's when I get back from holidays. That will be on December 23rd. Keep an ear out. Keep an eye out. Go buy a t-shirt and keep watching the skies. I've been El De Niro. Thank you so much for all the support over the last 14 weeks. It's been absolutely phenomenal. Fuck this. Bye.